Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available. Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for black and white sports. Sometimes things just happen that become poetic justice. Sakari Richardson, she got, as we know, kicked out of the Olympics over a THC ban, right? A a marijuana ban, a weed ban, a cannabis ban. Well, it seems Forbes did a little digging on one ultra-woke lunatic known as Megan Rapino. That's right. The star of the U.S. women's soccer team. And she is feeling the brunt of what she has dealt out herself for years now. She is catching backlash. She is being called a white supremacist by the ultra-wokes on Twitter. Watch what you do, Megan, because it seems even you, super-woke, can't escape what the wrath of the wokey woke super wokes online. So we're going to get to that very quickly. I am wearing our America first shirt. God, I love this shirt. I have ordered three different ones in three different styles because I like it so much. I had one of our subscribers send me a picture of his that he bought in black and the flag was charcoal gray, I believe. And I was like, wow, that's dope. So I went and ordered one. I sent the picture to matrix He went and ordered one. You can get one out of the merch store using promo code MEGANSUCKS, S-U-X, all one word. Get you 25% off, our largest discount we've ever given anybody. So go over there, grab this shirt out or any of our other shirts. Let's get to Rapino getting drug online. Doobie Standard. Megan Rapino promotes cannabis brand at the Olympics after Shikari Richardson ban. Oh, Megan Rapino, what a tangled web we weave indeed. The Summer Olympics are finally underway in Tokyo. U.S. track star Shikari Richardson, who failed a drug test and ensuing suspension, reignited the conversation over the criminalization of drugs in black and brown communities last month. And keep in mind, this is Yahoo, folks, okay? 
uh, they're going to be really, really left on these issues. Somehow, marijuana is a black or brown issue only, according to them. Not according to me. All right? At this point, I mean, I'm really surprised it's not just legal everywhere. Uh, at least in, you know, smaller portions, right? Not in distribution point uh, portions, but you get my drift. Well, consider soccer champ Megan Rapino's latest brand deal. <laughs> I can't help but just laugh at this. Additional fuel to the fire. A recent Forbes piece centered on Rapino and a new addition to her training regiment, CBD gummies and topical sticks. Now, we, there's a lot of sports stars out there are former sports stars promoting this CBD stuff, okay? I have not tried it. Look, I I power lifted for years. My body kills me sometimes. Who knows? Begin recirculating Friday afternoon within the context of Richardson's very public exclusion from the games for a slightly different substance, leading commenters to label the Olympics as racist and sexist towards black women. It's effing gross. People are arguing the differences between the substances are not significant enough to justify the difference in how they've been treated at the Olympics and the media at large. Very interesting. This person tweeted out, um, um, question mark in caps. They disqualified Sakari Richardson for testing positive for marijuana, but they have two white women promoting it and talking about using it to help them as athletes. That is very interesting. The Olympics is racist and sexist towards black women. They're disgusting. Black women's lives matter, this person wrote. Chikari gets disqualified, but Rapino gets amplified. THC and CBD come from the same plant, laugh out loud. Reminds me of how black people were punished. 100 to 1 for crack versus cocaine. Gotta love white privilege and institutionalized racism. Oh, stop it. Good God. This is how they get down on Twitter. Effing excuse me. Sakari Richardson got banned for using cannabis after she found out her mother died while being interviewed, but somehow it's okay for white people to incorporate, incorporate it into their training regiments. Here's the thing. A lot of black athletes use CBD as well okay let's let's be clear about that white supremacy is banning sakari richardson for smoking weed while megan rapino gets praise for her use of cbd highly reminiscent of how crack cocaine is infinitely more criminalized than powder cocaine to ensure disproportionate incarceration of black people good god dude coke and crack are both bad all right they're both really bad. So the Olympics can disqualify Shikari Richardson for smoking cannabis under the guise of it being a performance-enhancing drug. But you know, a couple of white folks advertising cannabis and not effing peep, not a effing peep, but an article in Forbes saying the quiet part out loud. See, this right here, Shikari Shikari. Couldn't smoke due to traumatizing loss, but these white athletes get to be, quote, 
the new face of cannabis at Tokyo Olympics. The hypocrisy is blatant. I don't give a F if it's about CBD or THC. They both come from the same plant. Girl, who gives a F? CBD and THC is part of the same cannabis plant. The point is, the things are only criminalized and penalized when people do it. White people always find a way to make things totally acceptable, just like when weed was illegal until they found out there was profit. Wow, she is getting drug. Uh, So, let's leave it right there. There's a ton of them. To reiterate what many commentators on the other side of the debate said, CBD and THC, the chemical that disqualified Richardson from competition, comes from different plants, hemp and marijuana, respectively. These sister plants are related, but it's marijuana's higher THC and larger psychoactive effect that separates it from CBD, at least in the eyes of the Olympic Committee. It should be noted that Rapino won't be using Mindy products at the Olympics, giving Tokyo strict anti-cannabis laws. The article in question was simply framing Rapino's adoption of Mindy, which was founded by her sister, Rachel, within a broader narrative of the drug's increased acceptance in the sports world at large. Well, almost all of it. In fact, the U.S. soccer captain voiced her support for Richardson earlier this month. This is trash. Standing with at Shikari. This has been outdated. This is trash. Standing with Shikari. This has been outdated. Megan Rapino. Richardson owed up to her drug use. And look, yeah, she, she, she went out there. She didn't for a second try to deflect. She owned the situation. As a responsible adult, she said, my bad. I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. Uh, and, I, and, and I got blasted. I accept my responsibility. Now, you can argue the semantics and the politics surrounding CBD THC, the differences, all of that sort of thing can be argued around. That's great. But it's so funny, and it's such poetic justice, that Megan Rapino, somebody that has been out there absolutely shilling the BLM and preaching against white supremacy is now being labeled a white supremacist because she is promoting something that is very loosely connected to what got Sakari Richardson banned. And that is how this works, Megan. That is how this works. You see how it feels when you do people the way you have been doing people for a long time. And that is poetic justice. She is one of the biggest loud mouths out there running her mouth about all kinds of false narratives like police brutality, racial oppression, you name it. She has run the gamut. There's a picture of her out there with um, herself and her girlfriend, Sue Bird, together wearing their Black Lives Matter shirts, and now she's been labeled an ist. How about that, guys? Tell me what you think. Hit subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Growing like crazy over there. I mean, we are literally getting thousands upon thousands upon thousands of listens. If you can't catch us on YouTube, you can catch the audio while you're working in the office or driving in the car. 
Peace. I'm out till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, I don't know if you guys knew or not, but uh, Suber, WNBA player, was actually selected to be a flag bearer at the Tokyo Olympics for Team USA. And when I found out about this, I was kind of shocked. I was kind of shocked because this is a woman that plays for a WNBA team. And we know that the WNBA has no respect for the national anthem. Pretty much every game this season when the anthem was played, the WNBA players walked off the court when the anthem was played, including Sue Bird. Now, I don't think she ever actually kneeled for the anthem, but when the anthem is played and you guys are going to walk off the court before it's played, I find that to be just as disrespectful. However, at the Tokyo Olympics, folks, guess what? These WNBA players who are going to be representing the United States of America, guess what? They're actually going to be standing on the court when the anthem plays. I find a lot of hypocrisy in that, but Sue Bird does not. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys, because this is kind of crazy here. Sue Bird sees no hypocrisy in U.S. staying on court for, for anthem. And it goes on. It says here, Sue Bird sees no contradiction contradiction with the U.S. team staying on the court doing the national anthem at the Olympics. It's a change for the four-time Olympic gold medalist and her WNBA teammates. Here it is, folks. During the WNBA season, players usually leave the court to raise awareness for social justice before the anthem is played at games. So they do not stay on the court in the WNBA you know, for the 10 people that's actually watching WNBA games, they do not stay on the court for the anthem. They get off the court because they don't want to stand for the national anthem. But now over there in Tokyo on foreign soil, they're actually going to stay on the court for, for the anthem. Check this out. This is what Sue Bird says here. Quote, you are wearing USA jerseys. And it does change the conversation a little bit and what you're representing. Bird told the Associated Press after practice on Saturday. Quote, with that, I don't feel like a hypocrite in any way. Everyone knows where we stand. I don't think it contradicts anything since we're actually doing the work. I do see a bunch of hypocrisy in this. If you're going to stand and stay on the court for the anthem in Japan at the Olympics, then why can't you do the same thing at WNBA games? That is hypocrisy right there. And I really don't like Sue Bird's explanation as to why they will stay on the court in Japan, but not here in the United States. You know, their country. And this woman was selected to be the flag bearer. Now, I would have chose somebody else. It was another person also. I believe his name is uh, Eddie Alvarez, who is actually, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's a uh, 
a Cuban immigrant that's a United States citizen, they were both chosen. Why would they actually choose Sue Bird? Sue Bird clearly does not love this country, I believe, as much as other people. She walks off the court in WNBA games when the anthem is played. Now, if Team USA Women's Basketball actually does win the gold medal, will they actually stand for the anthem when it's actually played in Tokyo? Based on her answer, I believe that they will. Now, for one thing, I believe that the IOC and their rules are kind of restricting what Team USA can actually do. IOC doesn't want to see all of the protesting and definitely on the podium, podium, you can't do that. However, the WNBA is extremely lax. So is the NBA now at this point, even though the NBA has a rule in place that you cannot protest. You have to stand for the national anthem when it's played. But even the NBA didn't really enforce it last season when they didn't have the social justice stuff on the court. It happened a couple of times. I know it was a few games. I believe it was the Miami Heat. They were playing and they end up kneeling for the national anthem or they walked off the court. I can't remember exactly, but the WNBA, they actually do walk off the court for the anthem. Now, of course, here in this article here, they're going to make some kind of excuse here. It says logistically, it would also be difficult for the U.S. to not be on the court for the playing of the anthem. Unlike WNBA games, when it's played about 10 minutes before tip off at the Olympics is done right before the start of games. Well, still, I'm pretty sure there's a little hallway. Why don't the players just go walk to the hallway? And when the anthem's done, they just come back out on the court. We're not, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. These people, man, are completely unpatriotic. Unpatriotic. I'm not making any excuses for them whatsoever. I mean, Sue Bird's response is pretty pathetic, if you ask me. I mean, the, these players, the WNBA has actually probably been the worst sports league when it comes to the whole national anthem thing. It's just that they don't have the eyes on them like the NBA, for example, or the NFL. I mean, almost nobody really watches WNBA games. They don't. It's such an unpopular sport. And the only reason why the WNBA even exists is because it is subsidized by the NBA. Without the NBA, there would be no WNBA and the NBA. How long that can they actually, you know, subsidize WNBA? I don't know, man, because the the NBA is actually losing quite a bit of money. Last season in that bubble, they lost over one point five billion dollars because of all the social justice stuff. And a lot of it did have to do with the virus and everything like that. I do get it. But the WNBA has never made a profit in the 25 years of his history. Never. Not a single dime. They lose on average $10 million per year. And the only reason why they are surviving is because of the NBA. But Sue Bird is, this is a pretty pathetic response by Sue Bird. If you ask me, how in the world can they not be on the court for the anthem here in America, but over there in Japan, they act like they actually want to really respect this country. That That is hypocrisy, Subert. You may not like it, but it absolutely is hypocrisy. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. 
and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. This vaccine thing and the NFL is taking on a life of its own. Now that we have found out that there's not just a couple of players that do not want to receive the vaccine. Now, to be clear, neither myself or John Matrix are telling you what to do with your own body. And that's kind of the point of following all this. And the fact that we're going to see a competitive imbalance trickle across into the football field this year, which I think is total nonsense. Personally speaking, I think it's nonsense that employers are requiring this thing. Uh, I do believe that something like this vaccine, should be a personal decision. And employers, frankly, don't deserve to know. That's, that's, that's my feeling anyway, okay? Again, if you've chose to get the shot, rock on. If you chose not to, rock on. But now, we've got a total breakdown. Yesterday, the Vikings fired Rick Dennison, an assistant coach, 20-something years of experience, Cole Popovich, any relation to Greg? I don't know. But he is gone from the Patriots. I think it might have, it was a mutual parting is the way they put it. But he didn't want to take the vaccine. Okay, he's a coach. Uh, so I don't know a lower level coach, but you get the point. Uh, essentially, the NFL forced these coaches into a corner where they basically can't do their job if they don't get va if they don't get vaccinated. Uh, Bruce Arians went out there and said, for every small COVID violation of an unvaccinated player, they're going to receive a fourteen thousand dollar fine every time. When I think what's always lost in the, all this talk about the vaccine is the fact that you, technically speaking, can still get COVID and be vaccinated. 
What about those those guys? What about if games are lost to vaccinated players that cause an outbreak? These are questions that all we won't know until the season starts. And now we've got damn near a full-blown war in the Buffalo Bills. Cole Beasley is threatening the Bills, daring the Bills to cut him. He's getting into it with Jerry Hughes, a teammate. That's right after basically being called out by Stephon Diggs. And then we've got ex-Patriot Darius Butler, a nine-year defensive back. Uh, He's not in the league anymore, but he played nine years. He was an NFL veteran. Him and Jerry Hughes goes at it with the Buffalo Bills about the fact that Darius Butler's not feeling great about this thing, okay? And, uh, again, you've got the right to feel however you want to feel. We're certainly not giving you medical advice. Let's get to this because this has gotten wild. Bill's teammates, Cole Beasley and Jerry Hughes, are now publicly arguing about the vaccines after the NFL announced new rules. The Buffalo Bills have a locker room issue when it comes to vaccines. On Thursday, the NFL revealed a memo that teams may be forced to forfeit if a game is rescheduled during the 18-week scheduled due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players. Again, NFL, what happens if it's an outbreak among vaccinated players? Okay. Um, Democrats just took a little... uh, little trip out of Texas, where I'm from, and vaccinated Democrats actually had COVID. I'm just pointing that out. The team, with the outbreak, will be credited with a loss. And they're going to forfeit salaries, by the way. The NFL memo sparked plenty of debate among NFL players, and you would not believe the amount of players that aren't quite comfortable with getting the jab. And former players, on Thursday, Bill's defensive end, Jerry Hughes, got into a back back and forth with former NFL safety, Darius Butler, over the league's new rules. The NFL is dead-ass wrong with the new memo they sent out to teams. What's new, though? Basically forcing these needles into players' arms at this point. Every player personnel should have an, quote, actual choice in the matter. They are sending a clear message today. And then Darius Butler says this. Uh, he says, I disagree. Not getting the vaccine is selfish, in my opinion. He says, I agree with you. I'm also of the thought that some medical decisions are selfish. It's a vaccine that absolutely no one has more than a year's worth of actual research on. I should take it not because I'm comfortable with it because, question mark. And then so Jerry Hughes weighs in because now he's a, uh, he's a medical expert. So the top scientists in the entire world got together to figure out how to combat COVID-19. And when they came up with a vaccine, you question them. They are trying to save lives and you have doubt. Are you serious, Jerry Hughes? Some people have underlying health conditions, so they are at risk if an outbreak happens. Wait, but Apple is just one company, not all tech companies in the world. I don't know what that means. Outspoken Bill's wide receiver, Cole Beasley, who 
has stated that he will not get vaccinated, chimed in to argue about the vaccines with his teammate. Jerry, so if a vaccinated player gives an unvaccinated player with underlying conditions COVID, it's cool, though? And the player with underlying conditions gets blamed for it? From minority to majority, now the minorities don't matter. Hughes did respond, and he says, You would think someone with underlying health conditions would get the vaccine to prevent future complications if they got COVID. Now I understand freedom of choice, but our job has rules in place, and rules are rules. He's got a point there, okay? I mean, the NFL has a technically has a right to do it, I've said. But the question is, should they do it? All right? Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should go do something. All right? Doesn't doesn't mean like it feels morally correct to bounce in on somebody's very close personal bubble and their personal freedom and tell them what they literally have to put into their body. Wow. I mean, that's getting that's a, that's a slippery slope the NFL is on. And then it's and, and Jerry Hughes just kept going. But at the end of the day, rules are rules. There are a lot of rules I don't agree with, but I have to abide by if I want to stay out of trouble. You, my boy, no matter what, I'm not telling you what's right or wrong. And I'm not the one making the rules. I'm just following them so I can play ball and finish what we started last year with the mafia cheering us on. Fun debate, bro. Okay. And you know what? I'll give Jerry Hughes some credit for at least coming back and saying, you know what? This is my teammate. I'm going to have his back, even if I, if I don't agree. Uh, it seems like we need a little bit more of that in life to try to figure out all the issues we got going on in the world right now. And this is one of them. Okay. Uh, so, again, my biggest issue with this is, A, you're infringing on some personal free- freedoms. And you're potentially taking money away, and you're upsetting the balance, the competitive balance of two teams that are about to play each other. Okay? NFL, I think, made a massive mistake. I said it the other day. A massive mistake not building in some actual makeup makeup weeks, okay? I mean, you're still worried about this pandemic, okay? NFL, you're still worried about it. You're willing to cut coaches that have been around forever, all right? And Jerry Hughes, I'm sorry, but there are people out there that have underlying conditions. They can't go get that, okay? Uh, So, again, we're no medical experts, but that's what I've seen on the news, right? And, of course, all media is not great. I get that. Um, But you get the point. This is going to cause a lot of problems in a lot of locker rooms. I also think it's interesting because you got John Feliciano that came out and slammed Fauci. Josh Allen a while back said, I'm not comfortable getting the vaccine. We're starting to really see some clear-cut indications of political leanings from players. Think about that. Not all. Not all, but some, all right? So, that would also lead you to believe that there's some of this possible wokeness that we've seen. And I've said it before. There's players on these teams that don't agree with that. But they're just going along to get along. Quit doing it. 
Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Make sure you subscribe here. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Black and White Sports, so you can listen to us at the office, drive, whatever you do. Peace them out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Live fans, we're going to continue to talk about the NFL and their vaccination requirements that they're trying to push on the players. Now, guys, we know that there is a lot of controversy with what the NFL is doing. And it seems like day by day that we're actually finding out more about what the NFL wants to do with the players when it comes to getting the vaccine. Some players want to get it. There are many other players that are pretty vocal that they do not want the vaccine. And I do believe that uh, Cole Beasley of the Bills, I believe he has become the face of this. DeAndre Hopkins has actually threatened to retire because he doesn't want to get it either. But now we've seen an assistant coach lose his job because he doesn't want to get the vaccine. And it's a lot more complicated when it actually comes to the players because, you know, they have a union and that's a whole nother story right there. But however, that doesn't actually stop the NFL from punishing players when it comes to the vaccine. And in this case, in this video, we're talking about the unvaccinated player. The unvaccinated player, folks, check this out, guys, on ESPN. NFL to find unvaccinated players $14,650 for any violation of COVID-19 protocol. So, wow, guys, any violation only for unvaccinated players, okay? Because they really want players to get the vaccine, whether they really want it or not. I guess technically, you know, they can't cut them. They can't find them. Maybe they could, but I'm pretty sure the union would actually fight that. But it says here, unvaccinated NFL players will be subjected to a fine of $14,650 every time they violate COVID-19 procedures. A spotlight was put on the punishment after a report that Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians would fine a player $14,000 on the spot every time he isn't wearing a mask or is breaking the protocol. Now, this is interesting right here. Check this out. The article did not directly quote Arians and did not specify whether it was a team rule or a league rule, leading some to speculate that Arians was instituting this fine as his own personal rule. However, that's not the case. Quote, NFL policy, close quote, Arians told ESPN in a text message, league rules. And this ended up being confirmed by the league as well. It says here, lead spokesperson Brian McCarthy confirmed to ESPN that Arians was correct in his understanding of the NFL's rules. So this rule was not instituted by the Buccaneers. It's not a Bruce Arians rule, but, um, it's a it's actually a league rule, folks. And I'm pretty sure that um 
players that are unvaccinated, they're going to have a problem with this because to them, most likely, they're going to feel that they're actually being singled out by the NFL. It says here the stipulations remain. The stipulations place a premium on wearing appropriate PPE and offering restrictions on the number of people and types of venues players may gather in for social or team related purposes. Arians believe the Bucks will have close to 85 percent of players fully vaccinated by final cutdowns. Some players have voiced resistance to the vaccine, however. Running back Leonard Fournette, whose 448 yards from scrimmage was the most of any player on any team this postseason, tweeted Thursday, quote, vaccine, I can't do it. So he is refusing the vaccine. He doesn't want to put this in his body. And that's that's his choice right there. That's his choice. But if he violates any type of protocol, He's going to get fined like $15,000. And I'm pretty sure other players also are not going to be happy about this because they're being singled out. Antonio Hamilton, a newcomer, is expected to provide depth at the cornerback position called the vaccines experiments in a tweet and said, if you get rid of me for sharing information to the misinformed, then so be it. In other words, I guess he's saying he's not afraid to be cut. Arian said the Bucks have not brought in any doctors or vaccine specialists to address the team as a whole, which Ron, Ron Revere did with the Washington football team, but said doctors have been made available to address players' concerns individually. Should they still choose to not receive the vaccine, Arian said, just follow last year's rules. The Buccaneers who visit the White House on Tuesday and got their Super Bowl rings on Thursday opened training camp on Sunday. So there you have it, guys. The NFL is going to find players that violate any type of uh, COVID protocols, $15,000. So I guess this is um, going into spaces where they're not supposed to be because only vaccinated players can actually go in this space right here. So it kind of limits, you know, probably where players can actually go around the facility. And also, Bruce Aaron said he was going to find players $14,000 if they're not wearing their mask. And I believe the only players that actually have to wear masks is the unvaccinated ones. And Rosa put up a video also talking about some type of a, um, a sign or a patch for to let you know about unvaccinated players. I believe that's kind of crazy right there. It really is. This is going to be. A wild, wild training camp. This is probably going to be a wild regular season also because we know that players will end up being fine. It's going to happen. And, you know, maybe eventually even suspended or something like that because that's all about losing games and stuff. This is this is really, really way out there, guys. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, 
I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. Oh, goodness. The NFL seems to be at war with itself. Yes, the Players Association, the union, has some words for Roger Goodell and the woke NFL these days. Yeah. So... One of the reasons we're covering this on this channel is because the NFL put out vaccine rules the other day, which many are calling the Cole Beasley rule. Okay, Cole Beasley has stood up and said, I'm not getting vaccinated, bitches. I mean, basically, that's what he's come out and said. And, of course, he's a slot receiver for the Buffalo Bills and a damn good slot receiver, by the way. Uh, Many other players have stepped up now since the NFL dropped this essentially Look, if unvaccinated players cause an outbreak, we're forfeiting games and you're losing your salary. And players were like, wait, what? DeAndre Hopkins came out and said, I may retire, bro. I may retire. I may shoot you the deuces and get out of here. Leonard Fournette, not happy about this at all. Former Patriot, Darius Butler, pissed about it. Says, this ain't right. This ain't right. There's a lot of players. Sam Darnold. It said he was uncomfortable about a month ago. Montez Sweat of the Washington football team. I still struggle with that. Of the Washington football team came out and said, I'm not, I'm not ready to take it either, man. Uh, well, now the union has come out and essentially told Roger Goodell, you're full of S. Try not to cuss these guys these days, guys. You're you know what? You're full of shit. You're full of shit. Nobody is going to forfeit any games because you guys are not trying to lose any money. It looks like the NFL's union may be prepared to call its bluff, the NFL's bluff, on forfeiting games. And uh, I still, like I said, I just put out a video, and I literally said, why not build in uh, some makeup strategies? They really didn't do it this year. They didn't add an extra week. But the NFL could stretch it out. They already moved the Super Bowl back and added a week. 
You know, so a chance to extend the season, a chance to get another one of those Tuesday games. I liked that Tuesday game, to be honest with you. I was like, man, we got a little Tuesday game going on here. And it turned out to be a hell of a good game, too, by the way. Uh, let's get to this. It is from, of course, Corona Bro himself, Mike Florio. Union not thrilled with NFL memo threatening forfeitures for outbreaks among unvaccinated. Officially, the NFL's Player Association didn't pick a fight with the NFL over Thursday's memo that ramps up pressure on unvaccinated players to get vaccinated. Unofficially, the union isn't pleased slash pissed. As one union official predicted on Friday, there were no forfeits in 2020, and there will be no forfeits in 2021, especially not with full stadiums of paying customers whose money would have to be refunded. Let's be honest, I'm not a big advocate for the union of the Players Association, but they called their bluff. They're saying, NFL, you're not turning away fans and refunding money out of your own pocket. The owners are not turning away fans and refunding money out of their own pockets. They'll get the games played like they did in 2020 and currently have more than enough vaccinated players to make that happen. NFLPA spokesman George Atella described the NFL's memo to PFT as, quote, classically tactless. <laughs> That's pretty good. Beyond that, Atella declined to comment. The union, we're told, wants to reduce the temperature when it comes to unvaccinated players being backed into a corner. The concern, per source, is that with players lashing out on social media, it potentially influences fans to take the same viewpoint. I don't believe that's a concern of the union. I don't. That's one of the main reasons why the union has resisted making vaccines mandatory. If the question were put up to a vote, it would likely prevail. After all, more than 80% of the membership has already gotten vac the vaccine. Forcing players who don't want it and won't get it into choosing between vaccine or football will prompt more of them to use available channels to complain about the league, about the union, and ultimately about the vaccine. So they're worried about the players slamming the Players Association as well. That's why it's not mandatory. Good God. It's complaints about the vaccine that the NFLPA would prefer to avoid in order to prevent potentially impressionable football fans from saying, for example... Quote, if DeAndre Hopkins isn't getting the vaccine, I'm not getting it either. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think the union gives a rat's ass about what fans choose to do or choose to take the shot or not. I just don't believe that. Whether, they're, they're too self-serving. They're too self-serving. Let's, let's just get that out of the way. You're not being brave, stunning, and courageous here, okay? Whether and to what extent football fans would rely on players for health care advice isn't clear. If you're listening to football players for your health care advice, you need new doctors. When it comes to making important decisions, our nature is such that various factors combine into a stew that swirls around in our brains. 
Which ingredient will be the one to drive the eventual yes or no decision? Maybe a Cardinals fan in Arizona was wrestling on Thursday with a fresh pro-vaccine messaging from politicians and commentators previously had spoken out against the vaccine. Maybe that fan was just about to decide to get vaccinated and maybe Hopkins' tweet was the thing that kept that from happening. No way in hell. No way in hell. It's impossible to thread popcorn on something like that. Although fans listen to LeBron James, good God, his fans anyway, the broader point is the fewer the players who speak out against the vaccine, the lesser chance they'll influence any social media followers to not get it. And that's what the union is trying to avoid and why the union isn't happy with Thursday's empty threats all in the name of squeezing remaining anti-vaxxers into a lock, 32 locker rooms to change their tunes and take the medicine. Okay, so, yeah, they're, they're coming out and saying now, well, we're worried about the fans and the messages that that's bringing about. No, we finally got to the point down at the bottom. They're worried about their own players tearing their butts up and destroying the league, or at least making the league look bad, they're not going to destroy the league. Uh, before you know it, you're going to have politicians get involved in this somehow. That's got to happen. I mean, this is this is going off a cliff. I mean, it's a dumpster fire rolling downhill on a tire fire now. And uh, the union is coming right out and saying, look, Roger Goodell, you know what you're not going to do? You're not going to forfeit games, and you're full of shit. And we're going to get paid. That's also what the the Players Association and the union just told Roger Goodell. You're paying our players, vaccinated or unvaccinated. Those players are getting paid. Interesting. They're saying, the NFL, you can put out that memo, but you ain't doing nothing. You're, you're spineless. I love it. I love that kind of kind of fracture between the NFL and the Players Association and them sort of just eating the hell out of each other. It's beautiful. Uh, I mean, you know, that's kind of what they get. That's kind of what they deserve. Uh, you know, we don't talk about en enough about the fact that Roger Goodell has at times seemed like a, a competent commissioner, but at the end of the day, he's had some massive misses. Massive. Tell me what you think, black and white life fans. NFLPA said, nah, homie, you're not canceling nothing because you ain't got the stones to do it. You're not going to lose that money. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, let's talk about the Tokyo Olympics again today in this video. Opening ceremonies happen today at the Tokyo Olympics. Countries from all over the world coming to represent their country. NBC is actually carrying the Tokyo Olympics and also they carried the opening ceremonies, folks. And one country was not very happy about the coverage of the opening ceremonies. And folks, I am talking about communist China.
Communist China actually got triggered, folks, because when the Chinese national team was shown on TV, NBC put up a map of China. And folks, it was an accurate map of China. You know, I know what China looks like. But the CCP got triggered and said they showed an incomplete map because it did not show the South China Sea and Taiwan. Now, last time I checked, folks, Taiwan is its own country. I'm going to say that again so John Cena can hear that again. Taiwan is its own country. It is not a part of China. Why do these athletes, why do these corporations continue to want to bend the knee to China? But as of right now, folks, I must say NBC has not changed anything. They actually haven't even responded to China. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this and read this article here. It says China criticizes NBC Olympics broadcast for, quote, incomplete map. The map is complete, folks. It's absolutely correct. China just wants to dominate because this is what communists do. It says here China criticized NBC Universal for showing an incomplete map of the country in its broadcast of the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Olympics after a map displayed during the arrival of Chinese athletes included included neither Taiwan nor the South China Sea because Taiwan is not China and the South China Sea is not China. But I digress. The Chinese consulate in New York said the display, quote, hurt the dignity and emotions of the Chinese people in a post on his official Weibo social media platform on Saturday. No, it hurt the emotions of the Chinese Communist Party. Because, you know, they want to dominate the world. You see what they're doing to the Uyghurs? And by the way, LeBron James, do you have anything to say about the Uyghurs? Of course not, because he's not going to speak out against China. I'm so disgusted with the NBA and its relationship with, uh, with China. And this statement by China clearly shows that they want to dominate the world. That map is correct. Com- Comcast on NBC which holds U.S. broadcasting rights to the Olympic Games, did not immediately reply to a request for comment sent through its official contacts page. The Chinese consulate did not specify why it objected to the map, but said, quote, We urge NBC to recognize the serious nature of this problem and take measures to correct the error. Well, guess what? NBC, I don't really like NBC, but guess what? They didn't do it. They haven't changed anything, folks. So I will pat NBC on the back because they have not bent the knee to China yet on this issue. We'll have to see what happens actually going forward. But as of right now, they have not bent their knee to the will of China. China state controlled Global Times newspaper also criticized the Olympics broadcast and the display of the map. Maps references to self-ruled Taiwan and the disputed South China Sea have stirred controversy in recent years with John Hopkins University last year reversing a decision to show Taiwan as part of China on a map indicating the spread of the virus. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't even show Taiwan as part of China. Now, this is interesting here. Two years ago, U.S. Reca- retailer Gap Inc. 
apologized for selling a T-shirt that it said had an incorrect map of China. A picture posted to social media showed that the T-shirt did not include the island of Taiwan or the South China Sea. And they actually apologized. They bent the knee to China. God, why are corporations continuing to bend the knee to China? You see, China's going to continue to come out with crazy statements like this because they know that these corporations, these athletes, these sports leads, they will continue to bend the knee to the will of China. I mean, we've already talked about how the Nike CEO says that they are a brand of and for China, not for the United States. Oh, no. Oh, no. They will bend the knee to China. And LeBron James is a Nike athlete. He says all this bad stuff about the United States. But when it comes to China, he is absolutely silent. The NBA the same way. Adam Silver refuses still to say anything bad about China. Even when he's pressed about it, he's not going to tell you anything bad about China. China is the bullies on the block when it comes to the world and even in the sports world on the world stage that's slamming NBC because NBC refuses to show and put Taiwan and the South China Sea on a map. Why do these corporations continue to bend the knee to China? And I'm talking about you two, also Walt Disney. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, China triggered at the Tokyo Games. Not a surprise because they want world domination. They really, really do. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about the Summer Olympics going on in Tokyo, Japan. For some reason, they're still calling this Tokyo 2020, even though this is actually 2021, because these games were actually supposed to take place in 2020. But I digress. Day one is in the books, and it was not a very good day whatsoever for Team USA. Something unprecedented happened. I'm not talking about any type of protest or anything like that. You know, the protest and everything like that has been the major talking point of the games. But however, the games have started, and day one was a disaster for Team USA. Unbelievable that this actually happened. I didn't think this could happen, but however, folks, it did happen. Maybe this could actually be a telltale sign that the U.S. Olympic team as a whole probably won't end up leading all of the nations in the number of medals. I'm talking about gold, silver and bronze, because check this out, guys. For the first time in decades, it says here, Team USA goes medalless. In day one of Summer Olympics for the first time in 49 years. No gold, no silver, no bronze. 
They won nothing on day one. Now, I fully expect that um, Team USA will rebound and win medals. I believe we all expect that to happen. OK, um, we're not talking about like gymnastics or anything like that. Not even Team USA basketball, because I'm pretty sure that uh, Team USA basketball is still the favorite to actually win a gold medal. And when you have Simone Biles, the gymnastics team, you know, they're fully expected to rack up a bunch of medals there. But however, this did happen today. They didn't win any medals on day one. It says here the 2020 Olympics, which is actually 2021, officially got underway on Saturday with the first of 11 of 339 gold medals, plus their silver and bronze siblings meeting their new owners in Tokyo. For the first time in nearly a half century of the Summer Olympics, none of those new owners were American. According to Olympic historian Bill Mallon, it will be the first medalist day one for the United States since Munich in 1972. While a medalist day one isn't infrequent in the Winter Olympics for the U.S., remember this summer games, this isn't the Winter Olympics. The same thing happened in 2018 at Pyeongchang, the only other time the United States didn't have a medal by the end of the first day of a Summer Olympics was when it boycotted the 1980 Games. So the 1980 Games boycotted, didn't participate. But they participated on day one this time, and it did not go well. Now, here's a list of um, the actual competition that was actually happening. And honestly, it was not a bunch of uh, sports that are very, very popular here. It goes on. It says here, why didn't Team USA medal in day one? Saturday's drought covered the following 11 events in seven different sports. Mitts team archery, men's road race cycling, women's epi fencing, men's saber fencing, women's 48 kilogram judo, men's 60 kilo- kilogram judo, women's 10 millimeter, millimeter air rifle shooting. And also um, for the men, 10 millimeter air pistol shooting, men's 58 kilogram taekwondo, women's 49 kilogram taekwondo and women's 49 kilogram weightlifting. None of these sports are ones that typically power the United States medal count like swimming, track and field, gymnastics and basketball. Now, those are going to be the saving grace, you know, for Team USA when those events actually do start. But it says here there wasn't even an American entered in the judo and taekwondo events. Okay, I didn't even know that. So some of these events, you didn't even have the U.S. even represented. The only events in which the U.S. seemed to have a reasonable shot at a medal going in were men's saber and women's uh, 10M air, air rifle. Eli Dirkwich is ranked number two in the world saber, but fell in failed to three-time world champion and 2016 bronze medalist Jung Hwan Kim. Mary Tucker was the Associated Press pit to win gold in the rifle event, but finished sixth while the first gold medal of the competition instead went to China's King Zhang. I know I'm probably mispronouncing the name. The closest Team USA got to day one medal, medal might have been the cycling road race where Brandon Malty unexpectedly sat in second place in the race, but quickly faded 
for a sixth place finish. Finish. So this is overall, folks, not a good start to the games for Team USA. We're going to have to, um, you know, just stand by and we'll update you guys on medal counts and things like that, either here on Black, Black and White Sports or on Black and White Live, you know, just depending on the topic here. But I found this to be very fascinating that the U.S. did not win a medal at all on day one. And some of these competitions, they said they didn't even have anybody entered to even compete. So not the most popular sports on day one, but still, this is still significant. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about former NFL legend, former USFL legend, and former SEC stud running back. Arguably, some would say the greatest college football running back ever. Okay, I understand there's some great ones out there. But particularly people from the South will look at Herschel Walker and say he was the greatest college running back ever. Okay. And I continue to contend that Herschel Walker should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because if you combine his USFL numbers and his NFL numbers, his numbers are ridiculous. He spent the first three or four years of his career in the USFL and his numbers in that league were bananas against a large number of NFL future stars on defense, with offense, you name it. That league had a ton, I think something like five or 600 future, future or had previously been NFL players. Let's get to this because he hammered all the woke athletes over at the Olympics that decide they want to disrespect this country. Herschel Walker on Olympic protest. If you don't like the rules, why are you here? God, we keep saying that. Football legend Herschel Walker has a lot to say about Olympias protesting the American flag and kneeling before games as spectators have observed in recent days during the 2021 Summer Olympics. Let it be noted, by the way, the ratings absolutely all-time stink. It's funny how that happens in the NBA, okay, MLB, the ratings go down. The fact is, sports and patriotism should go hand in hand. It just should. If you don't love this country, I don't care what you play, get out of it. People think I'm very harsh when I say that. Walker told Fox News in an exclusive interview Friday, this is the United States of America, and if you don't like the rules here, and there's no doubt we can make the, some things better, but if you don't like the rules here, why are you here? God, that's a great question. He questioned whether the Olympics is the right place for Americans to protest their country considering the presence of athletes from other countries 
who would, quote, love to represent the United States of America if given the chance. We know there are some countries that their citizens are in a hell of a bind all the time. And that's been our point. People were talking about oppression when they truly don't understand or don't know and have not experienced what actual oppression is. Go, go to some of these other countries. You'll find out real fast exactly how great you have it right here. Walker participated because I can tell you right now, you would start this in another country, started in China. Good luck to you. Walker participated in the 1992 Olympics when he raced on the team's USA bobsled team, two man. I remember that now. An accomplishment he was not expecting at the time. He called the experience, quote, one of the proudest moments of his life coming from South Georgia and representing the United States. When I started seeing the United States flag and started seeing the people, the uniform, all my teammates from all different sports coming into that stadium, it almost brought a tear to my eye when I started thinking of where I grew up as a boy in my little hometown. And now having the chance to represent the United States of America, Walker said, I couldn't have been more proud of anything. That's my point. If you're ashamed of this country, do not participate in these Olympic Games. Don't. Be, you want to know why? We don't want you representing the country, frankly. We don't. The former NFL player known for one of the biggest pro football trades of all time mentioned that during his experience in the Olympics, he noticed athletes from other countries would come up and start talking about the United States of America, who, quote, want to beat you because they think we have it made. Walker was one of the few black athletes participating in winter sports at the time, never mind bobsledding. All of my brothers and sisters were white, but I was more proud than anything. I would have died for that group over in France if I had to. Walker said of the USA bobsled team, they were my family. I couldn't have asked for anything better. I grew up in South Georgia. Never, never could I have dreamed of anything like that. The Stars athletes' comments come after the Tokyo Olympics held its official opening ceremony Friday while competitions were ongoing. Some athletes have taken advantage of the spotlight using global attention to make statements during the event. Olympia Gwynberry, for example, turned away from the American flag during the national anthem at the U.S. Olympic trials last month, a completely disgusting gesture. Barry, Tommy Smith, and John Carlos are among 150 signatures. By the way, there's a bunch of signatures. I, we did a video on this. There's a bunch of signatures from people that are not even athletes, okay? Not even athletes, all right? Socialist Harry Edwards, Colin Kaepernick's mentor, signed this letter. Why are you involved? You're not competing. A five-page five note published Thursday asked the IOC and International Paralympic Committee not to sanction athletes for raising their fist or kneeling on the medal stand or during competition, which would break the organization's Rule 50. Additionally, U.S., British, and Swedish, and Chilean women's soccer teams knelt before their matches in protest of racism and inequality. Walker believes leaders within the sports industry need to speak up and encourage U.S. athletes to send the right message. It's very sad to me 
because any other country, I can promise you, they would not be representing that country. Absolutely agreed. I totally disagree with it. But they have the right to do it, even though I think it's wrong. We have to have leaders that are going to stand up and say the right thing. You can feel a certain way and think that's great, but this is the United States Olympics. I'm not sure that's the time or place. He's absolutely right. And guys, you have heard me talk about the fact that in all of these other sports, NBA, MLB, you know, uh, NFL, all of these sports, at some point, some of these athletes have to come out, current ones, playing, come out and be absolutely, unapologetically pro-American, pro-patriot. Come out, make it clear. You're a libertarian. You're a conservative. Whatever. We need. We know they exist. I mean, there's people out there right now that you can tell, you can tell, lean the same way that we do. Okay? But they have to quit being chicken shits. All right? So it causes a schism in the locker room. People need to know you exist in sports. People need to have people that they can root for at this point. Because let's be honest, the teams are getting harder and harder. The sports are getting harder and harder to pull for. Many have just flat given up and left, and that's why ratings have dropped. It is fantastic to hear from somebody like Herschel Walker, who breaks all kinds of narratives, black conservative, okay, unapologetically pro-American, and he is the leading example that blacks are not oppressed in the United States of America. I mean, the man's about to run for Georgia Senate. He's getting ready right now. They're already writing. The AP just wrote a hit piece against him, by the way. That's the way this works. Black conservatives start speaking. They try to cancel him. It's bullshit. It's total crap. Tell me what you think. Black and white sports fans, it's always good to hear from Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, I know many of you watch this channel. You are always welcome on black and white sports. Uh, either a private stream that would go up, a live stream, you name it. It goes for you too, Kwame Brown. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.